Hey guys, welcome back to episode number 8 of the Canadian Hustlers Podcast. We're here together with Kennedy Kaufman and today we'll be hoping to talk about an industry that is very close related to people in Oxford and Norfolk County, a $120 billion industry that is employing about 12.5% of the workforce in Canada. Welcome Kennedy. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you too. Um, could you give a little bit of a head start on where you grew up, what do you do? So, uh, my name is Kennedy Kaufman. I was born in Woodstock, Ontario, January 15th, 98, and uh, grew up on my parents' uh, fair finished sow operation just outside of Woodstock in a little town called Hickson. We had uh, 650 sows fair finish, and in 2010, we sold our sows, and uh, my dad went strictly to finishing hogs, and uh, yeah, I went to Hickson Public School. And I went to uh, Woodstock Collegiate Institute, Woodstock High School, till about grade ten. <laughs> okay, and you were like enough? Yeah, and I had enough of school. And yeah. In grade nine and grade ten, I did very well, but then grade eleven came, and I just thought I should go out and maybe do some farming instead of sitting in class learning about something I don't like. Yep. And, 100%. Uh, so now I uh, have my own pig barn that I uh, contract raise hogs in. And I have a couple of other little part-time jobs that uh, kind of help fill my day in. And, yeah, do a little bit of investing, that sort of thing. So. Yeah, so you went to school in Woodstock? Yep. That's where you grew up? Yep. Um, at the moment you dropped out of school, you said you did good. Yep. Did you just drop out because you didn't like it anymore, or somehow you already knew what you wanted to do, and you figured, hey, I don't need school? Yeah, so I had, uh, I just had in my mind that, Oh, I'm going to be a farmer. I don't really need to go to school. Right. But uh, since then, I've worked on completing some of the courses online, and I think I'm almost there to get my grade. Yeah, GED. Yes. But uh, yeah, I, I very I was very good at math, and English was a little bit of a hard one for me to finish. Yeah. <laughs> How many credits did you get? Uh, just two. Nice. Grade 11 English and grade 12 English. Okay. Because I'm still on the new English. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually, I needed, I, I quit school too. I had to do one more credit too. So it took me like five, I, I never had a use for it. Never went for the college, never really did anything. And then same thing, it took me about five years, but I actually got my last course done. So, so that's for high school? I, yeah, for high okay. school. You pretty much need high school for anything anymore, right? So right. I, ended, I did end up getting it just because, and then actually I needed it to get my real estate license, so. I guess it was a good thing. It is a good thing. So kids stay in school. Yeah. But. At least until grade 12. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you grew up on the farm. Yep. How was that like? How, how was life for you when you were younger? Well, I just remember that I just loved going to the barn every day. Like, yeah. That was just what I loved doing. And when you plant your crop, and you can watch it from come from nothing to such as tremendous yield of a crop like that's just the most satisfying feeling ever yeah so did you did you have a crop for the animals did you have a crop that you sell was it lettuce was it produce no we crop to feed our animals okay yeah, no produce the corn beans kind of thing we, yeah. in rotation yeah i've never worked on a farm i've never lived on a farm i immigrated from holland about four and a half years ago now so but yeah get out of the city Dropped into middle of nowhere, in my, in my opinion, <laughs> uh, right? And I've just seen a lot of farmers around. Yeah. And the whole, the whole, at least the local industry, you could pretty much say that the whole industry in Ontario, maybe even Canada, is pretty much built off of the agriculture. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, a lot of rural Ontario is is built on farming for sure. Um, Southern Ontario, all farms. Yeah. A lot of dairy, we're dairy capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Or at least in Canada, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I still love farming. I love it. <laughs> so what do you love? What do you love? What, what do I love about farming? It's a way of life. Yeah. The problem is for us, it just was not. We did produce. It was not feasible. That's the whole okay. thing. So it was not for me. It's still but hardly as feasible. It's still hard. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a tough go. Like it, okay. people see all the glamour part about it, see the tractors and stuff, and like. Well, you know how much they are, you know, the 200,000, 300,000 apiece, and everyone's yep. like, oh, it must be doing good, but it's all on payments, and you need that equipment to work. Yeah. So it's it's not it's not as glamorous as it's uh, set out to be. What did they say? Uh, um, live poor, die rich? 
That's, that's kind of the motto. Cash, poor asset, bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. Yeah. So you chose the, um, so your parents went to dairy farming? My uh, grandparents were. Okay. My, my dad was never a dairy farmer, he didn't care for it. Nothing at all? No. So you chose pigs? Yep. Why pigs? I guess that's what I grew, grew up seeing every day is okay. pig farming. And it's a bit of a challenge, like, there's no quota system, the price goes up and down, like, there's a little more risk yeah. to it, and I kind of like a little bit of the risk yeah. sometimes, it's a little fun. It when, you go, when the going's good with pigs, it's really, really good. <laughs> right. And when the going's bad with pigs, it's really bad. Like, it's not good at all. <laughs> so really, you don't have any quota? Nope. So it's a high risk, high reward yep. deal. Free market. So, yeah. It's ultimate free market, right? In a sense. So you're, 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 you can forward sell hogs too and that sort of thing. But then again, you're playing a, do you get into that at all? No, no, no. Maybe one day. Yeah, I mean, you play with stocks in a sense that's almost playing with stocks in a different sense, right? Yeah. It's played with crops. A bit, yeah. But so never got into animals yet. Okay. So what is so different about the crop market and everything else? The crop market has a lot the fluctuation on a few things. Natural disasters, like flooding, out west, dry, okay. hail, hail, whatever. Yeah. And what the president in the States has to say plays a big role on it too. Right, yeah. export, import. And, uh, and just what people see online, like if people see online that you know, some big company comes out with an article on Facebook that GMOs are bad for yeah. you, which they're not. But, that, yeah, every little thing has a play with the market. And yeah. a lot of the times, it's not even the farmers that have a, a a say with the market. It's a lot of the investors in Chicago, like, people are buying this today, so this is going down. Like, it's, 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 like, it's a game. Yeah. It's a risk. Well, it's one of the older markets. Right? Commodity yeah. markets, one of the oldest, like one of the oldest trading markets. Yeah, there, yeah. right. Um, like corn could open in the morning at twelve cents lower than yesterday and close at thirty cents higher than this morning. Like it's wow. just so up and down. Like, hmm. especially right now. Like right now, the they're coming out with a lot of the. Crop predictions for yields, 2019 crop. Yeah, that'll happen, yeah, of course. Yeah. And okay. so the USDA saying that the crop in the States is going to be just as good as last year. But all the farmers are saying, no, it's not because everything's flooded out or crops are terrible. So now there's a lot of confliction. Like the farmers say it's going to be terrible, but the stocks, the USDA say it's going to be good. So well, the farm market is very uneasy right now. Yeah. Okay. But, but in the end, the farmers has they know the product. Yes, that's right. Right, the, the investor somewhere in um, on Wall Street. Yeah, they don't it's, really know. It's very hard to judge. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that would create automatically a very fluctuating market, of course. It's easy to be a farmer when your uh, cornfield is a piece of paper and your pencil is a tractor and right. a thousand miles from a cornfield. Yeah. <laughs> so how does that exactly work? Because that. Uh, from I, I anyway, I believe anyway that most of the farmers that I know own their own farm. Yep. Um, or multiple farms sometimes. Are there indeed a lot of larger corporations that own hundreds of farms, or how does that work? How, where does the um, stock market play a role within the agricultural market? Well, a lot of the bigger grain elevators in Ontario kind of hold the reins for the market in Ontario. Just because they have the because farming. there's a lot of small scale farming here in Ontario compared to maybe the rest of the world, like the U.S. There's a lot of large scale farmers that have tens of thousands of acres. Okay. The farms in Ontario are, are very small compared to the rest of the world, and a lot of them take their grain to like a local grain elevator. Yeah. And the elevators kind of reflect what they want to pay, kind of in Ontario, like they pick the board price pretty well. So it's Ontario. You're just kind of. You gotta know what when you're making money on your crop. Like I need five dollars to be making money, mm -hmm. and four seventy to be breaking even. So if you see the future for next year is gonna be five fifty, you can sell it today. You know you're gonna make a dollar bushel, or you can 
wait it out. I'm hope it goes higher, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a fine line to think. Okay, I'm gonna make money and I'm gonna sell it so today. That's basically you sell to the elevator. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, so like, it, like the co-ops and stuff like that. That's okay. It. So the smaller farm would sell to a co-op, and then the co-op would play the market for them in a sense. Yeah, they'll give them a guaranteed return. Yeah. So, so the co-op could buy your corn. Like if you were the co-op, you could buy my corn today for. Market price today like four ten or something. Okay. And then you could hang on to it for a year and sell it for six bucks. Right. Or yeah. you could have played the market and told them that you're gonna sell or you're gonna ship a hundred thousand bushels, but you don't have a single bushel yet. So you're banking on customers bringing in crop. Yeah. So you can make your uh, difference up. What happens if you're short? If you're short, you gotta buy it back. <laughs> okay. Oh really? At what price? The, whatever the difference is oh, whatever the base market price oh the, all based on that base yeah. market price okay so you can definitely lose some money there oh, yeah. Yeah. if you get like a hailstorm <laughs> or a windstorm or so get, some yeah. people buy crops online like I might go onto the crop organizing and tell them I'm going to ship 50,000 bushels of wheat at yeah. 7 bucks but you can sell that contract to somebody for 7 bucks and you could be making money on it okay and you just got hopes you don't go down or you might be in trouble. Oh, okay. All right. You go, you have the contract. You can go to anybody that has wheat and then yeah. sell to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's kind of cool too. You but you got to be careful because a lot of people already have a contract. You just you don't get stuck with it and have yeah. no crop. Yeah, it makes sense. And a lot of people gamble that, but yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't want to be stuck for a couple. Hundred oh, so wait, another thing that we're saying is too is that if you if I bought future if I sold future yeah next year for five fifty let's yeah. say and then um, I don't have a crop. Yep. I gotta pay it back. Yeah. Okay. Or you could sell your future to somebody for Oh, okay, yeah. Feet. That's right, do. But they, yeah, they okay. won't buy it if Good luck if the market's way yeah. high. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's the thing. So that's where insurance comes into play again, too. Right? Yeah. yeah. And insurance will only cover so much of the negative equity on a stock. Okay. Like if you really owe a big difference, like there's a percentage that they'll Yeah, pay. so they'll cover like 20% yes, of the Yes, there's, there's a percentage that, that I believe that they'll yeah. pay. I'm assuming every insurance company probably have a different, yeah. there's probably a standard. Okay. So you just said you can either have inventory or you can just buy grain and paper. Yeah. Um, from a business perspective, what, what is more lucrative? Or, or what is the difference? So I, I could basically go online and somehow buy grain. Yep. On paper, right? It's it's somewhere stored. It could be on your farm. It could be any, any, wherever it might be. Still in the field, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, could be next year's crop. Could be twenty twenty one's crop. You can buy out a couple of years, whatever. Oh really? That yep. far ahead? Yep. So, the farmers that produce do they automatically play a role in that side of the business as well? Or is it yeah, or you can market? you can hire somebody to do it for you. But usually, on the rule of thumb, you'll only like if you have. 100 acres of corn, your corn's going to do 200 bushel, you're going to have 200,000 bushels to sell. Never, you never sell all 200, like for next year, like maybe sell 150, yeah. just in case there's some trouble, or, yeah, yeah. weather isn't in your favor, something, like you never want to oversell because then you got to come up with it. So really, the whole industry of growing crops and growing grain, it, it's a big gamble based on future predictions yeah that's right okay weather's, weather's the biggest role we, we had apples too yep we had frost three years in a row and then you have then you, then you have these nice beautiful apples sitting there and you get hail so you're screwed oh man and then you get frost in the fall so they fall on the ground like it doesn't end yeah you get all kinds of bugs apples and grapes are probably the most spread product in the world yeah some of them but the problem with farming grains in Ontario I think is the price of the grains is not much higher than it was 40 years ago, but the inputs are doubled yeah. or tripled. The equipment has doubled or tripled. Right. The land price is like 10 times. Yeah. The land rent has gone crazy. Yeah. So, in a sense, the farmers, they need to be making more money than everything else seems to go up except yeah. the price of the commodities. Or the hog, or the cow. The farm has gotten so much more efficient. Yeah. And that's why they can still do it. Yeah. But the profit margins are so, so narrow. Yeah. They really are. It's it's a tight, tight business. And you make a couple mistakes, that's it. Bye-bye. And the price of hydro and property tax around yeah. here has been very yeah. high lately. Like, if I was to build a new pig barn today, I'd really have to 
work my pencil on if I was going to build one with fans or natural ventilation just yeah. because the the hydro price it's like a buck a hog per month to run fans so if you have a 4,000 head barn it's four grand a month if I had a naturally ventilated barn with curtains it might cost me 200 bucks a month to run it right so you just have you have to weigh in the options does it get too hot though nope no they actually work I, right? I have a curtain barn and it'll be cooler than a fan barn oh yeah yeah how does that work then? The way the wind's like, You mean like curtains, like uh, dairy barn curtains? Yep. Okay. You just drop down. You get a nice breeze through the barn. When the air is still on a hot day, she's going to rain. There's no air movement. That it's humid. Sense. It's hot in there. Yeah. But we got sprinklers that will come on. Cool, oh, yeah. cool hogs down. But yeah. yeah. Probably smells better too. Yeah. Curtain, <laughs> curtain barn. Yeah. Yeah. I find that it's a little less gassy some days. Yeah. In the winter, when... It'll get a little more tight air than fan barn. Yeah, because you don't want to go too much. You don't want to go too far. You don't want to go too tight. Makes sense. Yeah. Nice. I didn't even know that, actually. I've never seen a curtain pig barn. I haven't really been around pig barns that much, but I'm just saying I've never seen any curtains. You won't want to get in your car after being in one. No, I know. <laughs> I, I've worked in pig barns. I used to work in construction. And I, I've worked in pig barns, and... It's okay. Your drill smells like a pig, like a pig barn. Yeah. Barn. Like, well, like a year later, you'll hit your drill breaker and you'll smell the pig barn in it. Yeah. Like it just it does not get out, man. Hard stuff. It's it just you can't get it out. Yeah. So. So I've seen a couple of articles online, especially in the crop business, that dig all the way indoor and just go up instead of into a field. Because if you say that um, the commodity itself stays fairly. Um, Fairly stable with the price over a 40 or 50 yep. year window. And everything else goes up, right? The tractors, the property taxes, boom, boom, boom. Um, of course, the farmer gets more efficient. Yeah. But efficiency runs out at, at a certain moment. Yep, that's right. At a certain moment, it either needs to be automated, um, even there, you top, you max out on efficiency. Um, they're getting their automation too. Sorry? You pretty much don't touch the tractor anymore, you sit in it and watch it go. Right. But, but where do you see that going? Because the crop farmers um, don't make a whole lot of money. It's tough. Still are doing it in the format that we know it today, grow it in the field. Um, do you see it stay the same over the next 10, 15 years? Or do you see... In Ontario, yes. Okay. In Ontario, yes. We have some of the best land around. like, And there, there's no real replacement for that. If you're talking like indoor growing for food... Yeah. It works for as veggies. Far, yeah, for veggies, but like commodities like corn and grain and right. and those things, it just, it will never, like, well, I shouldn't say never. There's no near future where I ever see that feasible. Okay. Yeah. It's just, we need it's the, not we enough need profit. Bees, yeah. pollination, whatever. Yeah. It needs to be outside for now until some genius comes on the sun. Yeah. But 10 crops on one stock or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the corn keeps getting better and better it every does. year. Like, this year was very wet. I've seen some very, bad things like that I would have never planned done just because of the time yeah. and the weather and it never ceases to amaze me like there are some nice looking crops out there that, there is. that I would have never thought would have looked like that when they were yeah, everyone's all worried but they just we got the heat in the right but Ontario right. especially in this area is a very forgiving place to farm yeah. like you can make a whole lot of bad decisions on your on your soil and you're still going to get a good crop F- fairly yeah, respectable crop. Yeah, the soil is just very forgiving here, where you can drive a couple hours from here and it's not as forgiving. Almond. Yeah, <laughs> almond clay. If that, if it gets too wet there, then it's they can't they can't do it. They're done. And another big problem I see in the future of farming and around here is help. Yeah, it's hard okay. to get good help on the farm. Yeah, especially like people that will devote their time into mm-hmm. it, and and I, and I think everybody struggles with yeah. getting good help, yeah. but. Like, uh, the farming industry, like, if you need more help and you can't get it, I guess you just get a bigger tractor, like a bigger corn well, planter. The, the offshore workers aren't here for no reason. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, we we, had, we struggled with help for so much. Like, it, we'd have local help, they never show up. Yeah. They just, you know, because it's, it's seasonal, right? So, yeah. it's not it's not your best job, mm-hmm. right? But you know, then they're then they're then they're at a dentist appointment. Then they have a doctor's appointment. Then they need to sleep in. Then they're sick, and it's it's really really tough. And then that's it goes throughout all farming. They have a really tough time finding good help. Yeah, like it's really it's hard for me when I'm trying to juggle a few jobs together 
if I've helped lined up to come to help me for five or six hours in a day because I have something going on after, and if that help doesn't come, it throws a wrench in my whole day. Like it, it's just hard to get good help, and you know if I get good help, I really try to treat them well and yeah, and try to keep them around. But you know everyone's got to move on at some point. Yep. Everyone has bigger, bigger aspirations in a sense, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. You still have, if you get a job, you get treated with respect, right? But this is a level of that that's not here. Yeah. In a lot of things. Yeah, it makes sense. Back to what you were saying about like indoor farming, there is there is more of a market force for that in different areas of of growth, like definitely in produce and stuff like that. Yeah. Coming more and more, um, they have LED grow lights now. Okay. So now more and more, I think what we're going to see over the next few years is less greenhouses and more barns. Got because it. you can control your atmosphere better. Yeah. Greenhouses is plastic. A barn, you have an R value. Yeah. You have your grow lights. You can control your temperature. If you can control everything, you'll have the best crop ever. Yeah. Right? And that's the issue with, with everything else. We have weather. Yeah. And weather, weather yeah. is the uncontrollable aspect of things that you can't control. Like if you, if you could feed it water constantly all day, you know, nutrient, you get the best crop ever. But it's just not. If you could put it out on the calendar, it's going to rain this day. I'm going to yeah. plant it this day. Yeah, it's going to be this, day. That, yeah. it's gonna be this hot. You know, you'd have a bumper crop, but yeah. you're just waiting on whatever Mother Nature gives you. And you can go up. I think I think that's interesting. What are you going to go up? With indoor growing. Oh, you can stack. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So, with the same, and that will greatly reduce the amount of the cost of operation. Especially per acre. I mean, like my footprint, yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, like, for what, even respectful, respectively, like, you look at the size of land, mm-hmm. it doesn't cost, it still costs a lot, the input costs are high, but compared to a building, it's just so much cheaper to okay. grow over acres and acres, right? It's just it. So we got hydro, we got heat, we got, I guess it's, it's got to yeah. make sense. And when it comes to commodities, I just think eventually it's just not going to become affordable to do it. That's probably the next step because land is more of an investment than it is for farming. Mm-hmm. Like you go out east and land. I heard I was talking to them the other day. They said fifteen fifteen hundred an acre. Now it's three, four, five thousand. Yeah, right. And that's that's in the matter of the last five years. It's doubled. So that, com- that's still feasible. But you you guys are you're north Woodstock. It's thirty. Yeah. Right. So thirty thousand dollars an acre. And you might gross uh, two hundred bushels at five bucks a bushel corner, thousand bucks before you have any. So you, and you, you like you net on a good day five hundred an acre, yeah. Right on a really good day if you, if everything goes well. So just without interest, it takes sixty years to pay back an acre land. Wow. Right. So just hmm. put it in perspective. And yeah. That's not that's growing corn every year. Yeah. Soybeans. Soybeans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then wheat. So like I think I figured out once like ninety five years or something ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy for a payback. So like you're not buying it on. Yeah. You're not buying an acre of land to grow corn to make money. You yeah. gotta really love it to buy it. They're buying it on like this. You're buying it on inflation. Yeah, in sense. pretty well. All the other farms go up in value. Mm-hmm. So you buy another farm because all the, everything else is up in value, right? But they need the commodity. We need. The oh, we need commodity for sure. Right? But I mean, like, why, why, what price? Yeah. Well, like, you want to start paying. You want to start paying four times as much. That's actually what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Logistically. But, but what is going to happen? Is it going to disappear or the price is going to rise? Well, it's going to another country. Okay. That's just the way it is. Like, there's no. And right now they're making it work and making it work and it's you know it's gonna keep working until something unless the, unless we get it outpriced right yeah, yeah. that's the like, we have the same type of problem with the apples like we need a, we need a competition yeah. we need we need another country like a big player like China or something yeah. to raise their price yeah on their on their meat and they won't on their commodities no, they don't soon. because then everyone will be like okay well and now Canada needs to step up to the plate. Yeah. Our farmers need to get a raise. Well, China, if, China, if China goes up, everything goes up. Yeah. Like, right. We have, we have apples. Like, they come from Chile. They come from Washington. They come from all these places where labor is four bucks, two bucks. They pay the guy a penny, and they like I, you can't compete. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. We have bigger restrictions on pesticides. Yeah. Okay. You, you know that more than I do. Like the pesticides are extremely regulated in, in, in Canada. Um, like fertilizers more, diesels more, hydros more, everything's more. Yeah, and you gotta compete with a country like Chile that has no restrictions. Right. And they the only thing they, the only imports. thing they don't have is the technology we have. Yeah. To grow as good a crop. They don't, but they can be they can beat you in man labor. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to spray. They'll just hire a bunch of weeders. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, they, they, you can't compete in that sense, right? But That's why a lot of the big factories close up in Ontario, yeah. Canada, and then they go somewhere where they can go cheaper. Happens all the time. I think that'll just be the way of life here for yeah. a while until something changes. Yeah, something's got to give at some point, yeah. right? Um, farming is it, it's an interesting industry, though. It really is. You got to love farming to do it. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. And the people in farming are so, like, close yeah. knit. Like, all, all the neighbor farmers and everyone, everyone in the community, yeah. like, they always help each other out. Yeah. And that, like, that's a big value of mine. Like, if you help someone, like, if you help someone and you expect something in return, like, you're doing business, you're not doing kindness. Yeah. Right. But, like, if you can be kind that. to everybody, like, someday it'll come back to you, like, when you need it, right? Yeah. Like you're done planting and then you go help neighbor finish his field before the rain. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of and stuff. That, right? that, that's an interesting thought though because I, if you have an industry where you have simply so much demand and the prices are good, everyone's competing yeah. and everyone wants to work everyone out of the market. Yeah. Which now, like you said, you can help each other. You yeah. have to help each other to survive as a community. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think there's a lot of value in there. Yeah. Like you said, right? There's a lot of value. The farmers, yeah, around here, especially like mm-hmm. Oxford County area. Like, I think pretty much all farmers get along good, you know. Not everyone's gonna get along, wow. so. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. General, in general, industry. yeah. So, if you love farming, let's say I would love farming, um, I love it, but I wouldn't work in it. But let's say I would, <laughs> what would be my options? Um, a farm is unbelievably expensive to buy, yep. So, if, if you're an 18 year old and you love farming. You you can apply for a job on a farm. Your aspiration can be to buy a farm. Yeah. Um, if if there's no family or anyone that could give the farm to you yeah. in, in some nice package, you could pretty much say goodbye to it, or not. And that's the question. Depends on how you want to work. That's, that's exactly the answer. Yeah. So what what, you, what are the opportunities? What is possible? I think the best thing it's taught me is. It's not what you know, it's who you know. That's true. Yeah. If you if someone's gotta take a chance on you, pretty yeah. much. In order to get in, you pretty much but you, someone's gotta take a chance on you because you're not gonna like, get op- the opportunity is everywhere. It might just take a while to see it. Yeah. yeah. And you I, be in it. And I went for a number of years and said, Gosh, I need to get rich. I need to get a lot of money so I can be a farmer. I can find my own farm, you know. Yeah. I wanna be a big crop farmer. And for the longest time, I just thought about getting rich. But then one day, it struck me. I was like, man, I'm going about this the wrong way. Like, I just need to, I need to just think about doing what I love and then just keep working at it. And one day, it'll come to me. Yeah, it's true. And it's very if, true. if you focus on that, and instead of just the money all the time, like, when you're working all day on a Saturday while your friends are at the beach and it doesn't bother you, it's because you're doing... You do what you like doing. Yeah. yeah. You'd rather be working than being at the beach anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand that for sure. And it's all who you know. Like, if you know a thousand people, obviously, potentially, there could be a couple in there that might give you an opportunity one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like an old guy that has no successes or something. Yeah. He might help you out. But yeah. what would you have to look for? What would I need to look for? Is it, hey, indeed, look at a farm that you could potentially buy? Should I try... To get people around me, you could run the farm. You to, sometimes you got to think outside the box. Yeah. Like sometimes you have to start out like your non-typical way of how everyone has in their mind that you should do it. Mm-hmm. Like you might have to run a barn. You might have to work two jobs. Like you might yeah. have to put in a whole bunch of hustle, but maybe one day it'll come. Like, I don't know, I'd rather have nothing. I'd rather have no fancy pickups. No snowmobiles, no nothing. If you could just be a farmer, like yeah. you get, you have to sacrifice some things sometimes oh, okay. mm-hmm. to get what you want. But if then, you really want a farm, you'll be a farmer. Oh yeah, no, hundred okay. percent. That's what it comes down to. Smiling from that. There, there is no like, I there's no. It's like there's rock. no handbook. No. Like you, no. know, you can't go and get a. If you want a handbook on how to buy a house, that's easy. Yeah, you know, scrape together five percent and get in as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. You want a handbook to buy a farm, well, and you don't have any idea how to get there. A lot of things. Like you said, go work on a farm, go rent a yep. barn, mm-hmm. get some contacts, mm-hmm. find some people you like, 
find people that trust you, believe yeah. in you. That's yeah. pretty much what it comes down to. Someone somewhere on the way is going to have to take a chance on you. If you yeah, if you if you do not grow up in farming and you want to get into farming, that's pretty much what has to happen. Yeah, but you have you do have options that you can take, right? Renting a barn. Yeah, you can do a whole bunch of sorts of things to just start working yeah. your way up. But the price around here is a definite struggle. Like yeah. it's a little over the top. Okay. But if you want to make it happen, you but then know. again, if you really want to be a farmer, go out east. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, why do you have to be here? No. Yeah. yeah. Right. If, if farming is your passion. And go out east where it's three thousand dollars an acre, where it actually makes sense to buy a farm. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah. If that's what you want to be, it's here. It's a family thing. Yeah. And more and more, it's an investment thing. Yeah. A thirty thousand dollars an acre, twenty thousand dollars an acre. It's an investment, mm-hmm. not not a like. It's not for farming. It's more for investing, and the farming is a, is a byproduct of it. It's like McDonald's. McDonald's is a real estate business, not in the food business. Yeah. Which sounds crazy, but it's actually the truth. Yeah. And farming is the same thing. You're in real estate business over top of your farming business in order to make it work. Cool. Yeah. So the, the concept of, um, you said in the States you have very big companies or farms. Yeah. Um, in Ontario, they're all fairly small. What is what is really the difference between those kind of uh, farms in the States and in Ontario? And, and why is Ontario staying this small and why is the States going so big? I think because our population is so dense in Ontario, like it's fairly dense. Like you mm-hmm. drive down a back road and there might be eight houses on that concession. Where you drive down some of the back roads in the states and there's no houses for miles. Um, it's it's like, just farms. Yeah. So yeah. Like, Have you ever been to Evan at least? No. Alberta? No, like that? no. No. That's just honestly something to see. Yeah. It's just like there's like one farm after like four or five, six blocks, you know, have one farm. So that's fairly similar to the states. There's yeah. just no there's no people. Yeah. Okay. And here we got a lot of small dairy farms, you know, yep. you got a couple hundred acre guys or chicken farmers, and then there'll be maybe five percent of the farmers in Ontario might be the big cash crop guys yep. that have like five to ten thousand acres or whatever. But yeah, it's the big guys are down in the state. So they, if you tell them that you have five hundred acres in Ontario, they'll laugh at you yeah. and tell you. Like, and it's got like five hundred acres here. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a big farm. Yeah. Yeah. Thousand couple guys I know, you know, eleven hundred acres. They're big. Yeah, big farm. Right? And yeah, like but so. I think the thing in Ontario is all the small guys, like the older guys, about thirty cows. Like I think the small guys are going to get a little bit weaned out. Like, well, they are already. Yeah, you see yeah. all the time. Like if you buy the neighbor farm, boom, it's on one title, sever the house off, keep going. Yeah. But it happens all the time. Yeah, and I think maybe in the next ten to fifteen years, you'll see a lot more of that go on. Especially if the interest goes up, it might yeah. hurt a few people that. Maybe you're extended pretty far. Not a lot. That's <laughs> quite common, yeah. 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 And if it goes up a percentage too, like some people might be in trouble, so then you'll have... What's the average? Like four, and a half, four and a half points kind of thing like that? Yeah. That's kind of what farm credit's giving. Yeah. 4.5, somewhere on there. What like does that mean? Four and a half percent on, on borrowed money, right? Okay. So it's cheap. Really? That's yeah, actually cheap. I, I actually believe anything under 5% is free money. Yeah. I actually believe that. But it's still hard to make it work. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, residential mortgages right now are essentially around three or just below three, two point five, three, right? So you go farming, you tack another one or two points on there. Yeah. So it's right along, right along with commercial. Yeah. And there's a lot of like red tape sort of stuff to do with farming in Ontario. Like we have so many little rules on. Neonexon seed corn, yeah. herbicides, pesticides, yeah. minimum distance from buildings. For some places, like if they, they don't, don't, mean that. Yeah. They don't even yeah. know what that means. Like it, it's Ontario makes it a little tricky for farmers to do what they got to do. But I guess that's how we get such a high, high quality food, food right? Like that's the oversight of the story. Neonicotinoids. The reason why that came out because the bees. Yeah, that was the big thing. The big thing. They figured out that it doesn't. It wasn't. It wasn't nothing to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what is it? You know, it's a certain kind of uh, treatment. Treatment on its seed. Or we have we have chemicals that are new in the too. But it, yeah. for what you did, it's probably treatment on seed. Yeah. And what they said was when the seed dropped in and the clothes or something, the the dust, the dust came out and killed the bees. But apparently, you said the the it, it wasn't. That's what it the wasn't. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So, so everyone so. spent like thousands of dollars on the corn planters to pull the dust into the ground. Yeah. And they added the extra fans and extra tubing and everything, but yeah. it turns out that wasn't even a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Doesn't it's just farmers. I, I find that farmers in Canada in general maybe don't get as much respect as like farmers in other countries. Like sometimes from like people from the city, like a lot of people really aren't educated what farmers do. It's perpetually like if you want to really get break it down, you look at Hollywood. It perpetuates that image. Yeah. Like yeah. every time they have a farmer on, on a movie or a show, it's, it's just always some like, it's always some redneck old guy that's an idiot. Yeah. But meanwhile, like it's the farming's not easy. Like, no. it's, you gotta be you gotta have a head on you to farm. Mm-hmm. So it's just oh. a, it's a different it's really different than what they portray, for sure. Even though there is a lot of um, shared values between the farmers, is there a competition going on in the space at all? Yes, there, there there's competition. Okay, so how does that play out? How does that some of, like if I wanted to rent Alex's farm and he put it up for three hundred dollars and I rented it. And then maybe you want to run it. You might go talk to Alex and tell, oh, I'll give you 350 Yeah. So now Alex comes to me, well, I had an offer from so-and-so. You need to up your price. Like, th- that's the sort of kind of competition that goes on here. Okay. Land, like, people bidding each other up on land. Or... The farm next to you is always worth more to you than the next guy. Oh, yeah, of course. That's 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 a competition thing, too. Yeah. So you'll get two farmers fighting over a piece of land between them. If it comes up for sale... <laughs> That happens too. And then the only out. person that wins is the owner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only person that wins yeah. is the owner. I've heard like 40,000 a couple of farms. Like this and that's 40,000 an acre. They'll pay an extra 20,000. You don't have to drive this far. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's just like for dairy farming. You know, you have to, you can, everything's there. You're servicing that land next to you. But to pay that back per acre, this doesn't make sense. But Right. To some extent, it makes sense if, if you had the farm next door. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Store, I mean, right? to, that's what I said. To an extent, it's yeah. worth more to you. Yeah. But there's there's limits. There yeah. also comes a price. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I could maybe drive a couple concessions for yeah. another ten thousand dollars an acre. Yeah. <laughs> Over a hundred acres. You know, but like I can buy a few sets of tires and a couple tanks of diesel fuel for that. Yeah, no, for sure. What What do you guys think that farming plays a role in uh, the Oxford County area in your guys' lives? Well, my brother-in-law builds barns. Yep. Under the Naples construction. Yep. So he builds barns. Yep. That in itself creates so many jobs. Yeah. And the spin-off from that. Yeah. Right? And then you get all your tractor dealerships and the spin-off from that. And it's we're a farming community. Yeah. Right? So it's it's really based off that. Like it's it does a lot. I think it really pushes this economy a lot. Yeah. In Oxford County. And Oxford County is a nice county. Yeah. It really is. It's one yep. of the nicest ones around. Like I, I, I put it up to a lot of counties anywhere. And it's clean, it's nice, it's and it's based off farming. And it's prosperous too. Yeah, right? it is. It's very yep. prosperous. And that's what I mean. Like it's based off farming and it's beautiful. I, I do believe that. Yeah, like there's so many there's so many companies tied to the agricultural industry. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Every street corner, every road. Um, I'm not really involved in the agricultural business myself. Um, but yeah, I, I do get all the work as a result of the farms. Again. Yeah. Right? Right? Like yeah. you said, it is the builders that build their farms. Um, it's the builders that build their barns. Um, and the build houses. It's the mechanics, the houses. Yeah. The, it, it's yeah. pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, it all ties back in. Um yeah, like and that, it, it it deserves more credit, way more credit than it's getting right now, I believe. And there's just a lot of people who live in the city, and you can call it Toronto, but even Woodstock who have no idea well, what concept. farming actually means, yeah. you know, and, and and what it does for their economy. For they have no idea what a farm does for them as an individual, yeah. even though they might not be in a direct line with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, as a result of the farms, you have a nice clean road. Yeah. As a result of the farms, the yeah. economy of the agriculture industry, let me put it that way, um, you have a lot of stores you can go to. Yeah. It, it all comes back to how long? 150 years of farming in Ontario? One day, well, More, farming is one, yeah. of the, one of the earliest professions. Yeah. Right? Got it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you, you go back, well, whenever mankind was started, that's debate in itself, but <laughs> yeah. you go back to that, right? So it's one of the earliest professions in Canada, yeah, I guess. Canada, 150 years old, so yeah. But it's it, it's not going anywhere. It's changing, but it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. If it leaves Canada, it won't leave. It'll just be a different form. Yeah. 
like commodities might leave, but you might be you might be growing something else. You know what I mean? Like there's there's always gonna be some form of it, right? It's just yeah, it has to be feasible. Yeah, oh, 100 percent. And I, and I hope that one day the price is feasible enough that if you walked into the real estate office and said, "I want to be a farmer today," that you could make it happen. Like right. That 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 would be my ultimate goal to see other people that want that want to farm that can right like. But, yeah, yeah, that's true. Is there a lot of organizations pushing for that? There must be a lot of associations within the farming industry as well. No one, uh, there's no real big no. help. Young Farmers of Ontario, but they, they, so there are incentive programs. The government does put out incentive okay. programs, and there are. But there's a uh, list. And there's like, yeah, there's a list. At, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's. Everything is not as easy as what they say it is. You want to be a dairy farmer, you need quota. In order to start with young farmers, quota, quota goes on the list, takes you four or five years. Okay. Right? And then you have, still have to have the money for it. And you need yep. to prove to them that you have a barn that you can use, yeah. and you have to give them a void check for a quota, and yeah. a whole bunch of things. And you can't borrow on quota. No. So, quota is $25,000 to count. Okay. Roughly. Yeah. Somewhere around there. And that's four. Somewhere in the mid-20s. Um, that's, that's per kilo. Okay. Okay. So, to produce a kilo of milk, mm-hmm. it costs you twenty five thousand dollars to have the right to produce that kilo of milk. Like okay. Over, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, re- yeah. Repeatedly, but uh, I'm just saying that. That's, so that's how it works. Is there a time limit to it? Is it for five years? Ten? No, no. Years? You own it. You own it. Okay. And it goes up in value. Got it. Um, to produce, I don't know how much time it's over a kilo per. I don't even know how it works actually. I think they go off a yearly basis. Yeah, off a yearly basis. Yeah. So. But the craziest thing about the quota system is you can't borrow against it, but it might be like 70% of your net worth on paper. So yeah, so if you have a 40 40 kilo operation, 40 times 25 grand is... 850,000? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Somewhere there. It's $850,000 in equity that you have that you can't borrow against, that you had to come up with. Yep. This is starting, 40 kilos is not a huge farm. That's that's just a basic farm. So you need to have 850 grand somewhere, somehow. That's what I mean. Coming back to, the bank's not going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so this comes back to someone gaining some trust in you to give you the money to start something. Yeah. I mean, if you had the $850,000 kilo quota, you go to farm credit, you, you get a farm, you get a barn, I think you get a lot of it. Like you can make it work. Okay. But still. Yeah. <laughs> find a young guy that's got 850 grand you can run. Oh, I know. The hardest thing is you can't borrow against it. They can give you... Like, the, the problem with the chicken barn thing right now is you can make it work if they're going to keep giving you extra yeah. quota yeah. at the rate they are right now. Yeah. But that's not, that's not guaranteed. But next year, they can take it away from you. Yeah. But, yeah, so... But the bank won't bank off of, oh, they might increase my quota by 10% next yeah. year. Like, no one, that doesn't. Just to explain that, the chickens is different, a little bit different against the mm-hmm. quota system. Every year, the chicken board or whatever it is, CFO, yeah, CFO yeah. whatever they're called, they give out a certain percentage of quota okay. for free. Okay. But it's not guaranteed. But it is saleable. It is saleable, but it's not guaranteed. And again, right. it goes to all farmers equally, isn't it? I think on your yeah. number of units, it's higher. Like, there's like a formula they work off of. Like, okay. if I had 20,000 units, maybe get this much. But if I had 100,000 units, you might get more. I think yeah. it's a formula on how much. Okay, you yeah. Can. So it's, it's not an exact percentage anymore. No. I know because the lower guys are complaining. Yeah. So they get a little more, and the higher guys get a little less. It's a formula okay. on what yeah. you have, I think. Yeah. So, Which makes sense. But it's not guaranteed. Right. Right? So. For example, you you spent four or five million dollars on a chicken farm, and you've bought yourself a job that pretty much you you making maybe you making eighty thousand dollars a year on a good on a good day. Yeah. Right. It's and that's return on four million. Mm-hmm. It's just not it's not feasible. So what he's saying is they give out two three percent, and so you're pretty much counting on it, but it's not guaranteed. Got it. So if you're getting two, three percent on your quota, you're getting I don't know however much bird quota like what is the bird? Roughly like that, you know? Bucks. 180 bucks a bird. And it doesn't pay. So you get 180 bucks a bird, you get two percent more on your quota than you make. You're making the difference. But you that's what, that's what sort of attracted me to pig farming. There's like there's no quota system. Yeah. 
so that maybe one day I can use my pig farming income enough that I maybe I'll build a chicken barn or something like that. Like start out with that and get that built up and then maybe one day I could maybe go into something a little more sustained, but I don't know. Yeah, I would get into if I would get a farm I would get into uh into the pigs. I, I like I think it's um just no quota. Right? Free market. It's a free market. It's ultimate because, free market yeah. and that's that's what's like the quota said. That's debatable, right? I mean, I'm not gonna go and shoot myself in the foot and say a quota's bad. Well, no, <laughs> because if you look at Holland, um, the the milk the milk is so unbelievably cheap because there is no good quota system in place. Yeah. So the quota the quota does in some sense keep the prices up. It does. Um, but then you take away from free market. Yeah. It's taking away from the true meaning of free market. Mm-hmm. If you're a true entrepreneur, you wouldn't want quota. Because then you would have an advantage over all the other farmers that aren't true entrepreneurs. Yep. Right? But it's an imperfect system, mm-hmm. but it works. Yeah. And it, it, it makes it makes the farming viable in, in a sense, like dairy farming and stuff like that. Yeah. So, because if it's, yeah, how to say this? Um, like free market stuff. If you want to be a pig farmer, like it's, it's it wouldn't hurt to actually, you know, start your own brand of pork. Right. You know, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And if free market was, if if dairy was true free market, you'd see a lot more local cheese shops, a lot more local dairy, a lot more guys delivering milk to your door, that kind of stuff. It'd be a whole different market. Okay. You just got to try a little what? harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to try a little harder. Yeah, but that's healthy too. Yeah. Like you said, right? Yeah. You put in the hours, you put in the work, and you eventually will get somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that. That's the complete opposite of it. Yeah. That that's also a healthy economy than. Local it, it is in a sense it's more it's, it'll be way more competitive right? yeah I, um, I'm not gonna I would never bash the quota system no I think it's a good system it works yeah but it's nice for the dairy farmers to know okay I have 100 kilos quota and this is what my milk check is gonna be yeah. and they can come to you if you're the banker and say this is what I get every month yeah. this is how much it costs me to make it can I borrow another three million for me to buy another farm? Yeah, and then it's very easy way to figure it out. Like you know exactly how much you're making and how much it costs. Yeah, when pig farm is all, oh, you go into them and you say, "Well, I might make this much if the price is this, or I might lose this much." So yeah, you want to give me the money or not? <laughs> yeah. So dairy farmer can leverage better. Yeah, way le- way, way better than average. Okay, that's that's the nice thing about the quota system. Yeah, right. It just if you're if you're farming, then you can just farm and focus on the cows, in a sense, right? If you're quota farming, if you had to free market farm, well, you gotta find a market for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So that takes extra work, extra yeah. stress, extra. Like it, it'd be a lot tougher. It'd be a whole di- it'd be a whole different. Uh, it'd be a different environment of quota. Uh, so can you now? Is there any way that you can um, pasteurize your own milk and just sell it on the farm? Is that a possibility? I don't know if that's allowed in Ontario. Okay. Is that, there, there was a guy up north that was doing that. Yeah, that, that didn't go too well. No? No, what he did, he would have with that. I'm, I'm Someone was buying... What he buying would sell the cows to people cow, and yeah. he would run the cow for them or something like that. And they did not like that at all. He either. tried to go around the red yeah. tape. Yeah. Okay. So I think he sold like, let's say you, you and your buddy. Yep. Or three people, they'd buy a cow. Mm-hmm. And then you get the milk. And he would run right. that cow for you, in a sense, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's, that was kind of, I think it was something like that. I'm not 100% sure. But yeah. It was some sort of trying to get around it. And it was not, it was very well frowned upon. Got it. So, because they started that, and then, yeah. So they tried, I think they shoved, they successfully shoved him down, and they for sure tried to. Yeah, yeah. they shoved him down. And yeah. So well, you see that in a lot of Europe, a lot of farmers have made their own cheese. Yeah, like you said, right? Well, that's butter, what I mean, right? Butter, cheese. You can make your own cheese, like you from your own milk. You're allowed. It's just the whole system. Okay. You have to buy it off the quota system in a sense, right? Right. So you're not getting... cheese does that. They buy their own milk, or they, they produce their own milk. But then you're not getting it at the right at the price that you could produce it for. for no. Could you? No. Uh, I shouldn't say no. I don't want to say that. Well, it's, it's in incorporation, <laughs> right? I get it. With, I don't know it's for in... sure, but I'm assuming that there would be some sort of fee on top of that, and that's why Canadian, like. Ontario cheese is so much more expensive than the imported cheese. Got it. That's one of the reasons why. But yeah. that's one thing as a country that we need to do. Like, we need to buy things that have been made here in Ontario. Yep. Support our farmers. A lot of people look at the price tag. Mm-hmm. You know, which I look at the price tag. I'm buying yeah. stuff too. Oh, for sure. sure. But I also take into consideration 
where the money is going to go down yeah. the line, right? Like support local. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that we need to have a little more of that. Like I, I, I agree with that for sure. It's a tough concept. Like you know, if the local, but you know what? If you support your local people, they support you back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're buying something off a local person, you gotta see that guy every day. Most people that sell something to the people they know in a smaller community, they're not going to screw you over. No, yeah, because you got to walk into that guy every day, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's a better system. Yeah, um, I think the thing is, dude, we have to control our exports and stuff like that too. Like, why are, for example, why are we selling logs? Why aren't we selling lumber? Yeah, you we know, don't like, tell it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's, that's the kind of stuff. That if you want to really break it down, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, then you get into a political issue too, right? There's in, in a sense, yes. But I mean, if you want to be if you want to be a stronger country, oh, you yeah, should be selling right. finished products, not like you ship a lot to China. It comes back in IKEA furniture. You yeah. know what I mean? Stupid. Like, why aren't mm-hmm. we just selling boards? Yeah, because we can't produce as cheap as they can. But you know, there's no more regulation on that. Yeah. Everything really at the end of the day comes down to money. Like, oh yeah, oh, for sure. oh yeah, for sure. Well, and, and that's why the internet is making such a big impact too, and not surrounded in the, in the farming industry itself, but with a lot of other products, computer stores, right? They run so tight. Yeah. Um, the, whole food, the whole food industry is tight. Yeah, the whole food too. Yeah, the internet um, does make a massive difference there. Every price goes down. If you go onto Amazon, you can pretty much buy anything cheaper than you can buy it anywhere else. Um, I actually you, think the internet made used stuff more expensive and, and, and new stuff more competitive. One more time. Used stuff more expensive. Okay. It's harder to find a deal now. For example, yeah. like a lot yeah. of farmers do auctions. Okay. Before it was an auction, you go to the guy's house, you get an auction, that was it. Now you're standing there and you're competing with like 50 guys online. Yeah. Right? So, like, all your, your used stuff is really going for more of a market value. And all your new stuff is, is Which trying to be more yeah, like, That's why it's... That's another reason why it's hard like for farmers right now. Like, you can buy tractors that are... like, For example, I've seen a 2004 John Deere tractor today for sale on the internet. And I know what they're worth new. And they're asking $30,000 more than what it was worth new. And they'll get it. Yep. Yeah. Eh? Yep. Tractors have gone up that much. Wow. And a new tractor, like the same thing, would be like double that again. Right. Like just equipment and everything online. Like you can buy a used pickup truck that's two years old that has 50,000 clicks for like 65 grand, or you can just get a brand new one for like 80 grand. Yeah. And it always makes more sense to get a new one. Yeah. I don't know, that's just, the, it just seems like it's almost better to buy new now. But that, that kind of, the thing is too, the US dollar comes in play with that too. Yeah. Right? Same with farm equipment too. Yeah, like, same thing. Like everything goes down to the States. Yeah. All our used yeah. trucks go to the States. All our, like, all our old used equipment around here, there's nothing left. Like it's all gone. Went to Mexico or something too. I had people there shipping stuff from Mexico. Yeah. Because it's just cheap. Gone. Boom. Gone. Boom. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I do think it's, it's good though. Use because five years ago everything was used and you don't need it anymore. Where did it go? Through it away, yeah, pretty much. And now, fit the marketplace, Kijiji. Yeah, I love Kijiji. Yeah, I, I, I type in John Deere, I click on Ontario <laughs> four, four times a day and see what all the yeah. hunt, hunt through there. You know, I mean, it's cheap, you know, I might look at it, but you don't find deals anymore. Not so. like it used to be. Not like you used to. No, no, no. no. Like you used to like when you got paper. <laughs> well, it's not a bad price. And then you go there to guy have four more items that wouldn't. You know, but I think yeah. the internet has actually helped farmers in a sense, you know, because. You know, if I see something, you know, with a group of pigs or something out in the field, you know, that I I just want an opinion on, you know, Wait, you, you online, throw it on Twitter or yeah. Facebook group or something, yeah. and you'll get like thousands of responses from people all over the world. Five hundred nine farmers. How many yeah. people on there? I got oh. twenty five thousand people. You want some crazy man? Like you want a couple of bills of straw? Just throw it on there. You'll get an answer. Yeah, mm-hmm. like anything you need in the farming industry, you throw yeah. it on there around here. Like you'll get an answer. Well, that's great. That's what that, that builds community too. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. 
But yeah, and the internet really doesn't have much of a like a doesn't really cause much of a competition for farmers. Like it might cause a little bit of like discommunication. Like someone put something on Facebook about how GMOs are bad for yeah. you or Beyond Meat or whatever is the hot topic right now. Yeah, yeah. But, like people tend to believe everything they see on yeah. the internet. Yeah, because they don't do the research. They read the headlines, yeah, and they do a quick little five-minute video or whatever, and they don't research it beyond that. Yeah, it's a big, big misinformation is a big problem too. Yeah, but I think it's always been. Yeah, it's just more prevalent now. Like you yeah. see it more. Yeah, and it's, it comes faster. Yeah, but there's always been misinformation. Every book, every magazine. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's always been like that, really. If you want to know what farming really like is in Ontario, like you should just go out and talk to any farmer. Like most of them. Are Fairly friendly, if you wanted to know like the real truth on farming, like just go, 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 go well, I mean, yeah, the whole thing with like you know, cows being mistreated. I mean, yeah. go, to a, go to a dairy barn, I'll take you to some dairy barns. They're like, they have it better than my house, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like they got you know, they have like there's some nice new straw. They get, it's like it's like one bad apple, and everyone yep. hates farmers with the same brush, like, yep, and that's the same way with everything, really, though, like everything. It's all exposed. Yeah. You, there's no way to hide. So if you make one mistake and the intern blows it up, you're done. You, yeah, you better just sit back and okay, let it go past for two weeks. Oh yeah, that, that's that happen. Back to people are probably have all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's gonna happen to us too, guaranteed. Oh yeah, but it's we easy to call us off. But whatever, it's the way it is. Right? It's easy to get caught up in it though. Oh yeah, like oh, for sure. And especially when you're not familiar with it, right? Yeah. And I think, like you said, the GMOs, cows that are being treated well. Um, there's also a big opportunity because those people are furious and they're loud, but a farmer can also be loud, and that's also as a result. The yeah, the farmer can yeah. push back, right? Yeah, they can show. And it's oh, nice. Yeah. It's so nice to see. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like, I love that. Like, like, I see videos too, like the counter video, which never gives much attention, but they still get attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, no, no, this is actually how it is. And you have that opportunity, you have that voice, you have that platform to get your message out. Yeah, which is nice because it's mm-hmm. free, right? And if you have a strong community behind you, they all share it, and then it starts to become popular, and then people yeah. know how it really is. Which is, yeah, that does help a lot. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Mm-hmm. What's going to be I'll probably be doing about? the same thing, waking <laughs> yeah. up, like after my hogs, you know. I, I don't know, I'd like to get big, like, I'd like to buy another, my own farm, and, yeah. you know, I kind of want to get, like, uh, Maybe like green elevator setup or something. Awesome. You, st- you all stay local? You all yeah. stay in the area? Yeah. Yeah. I- I'd like to go maybe around the world a bit. Okay. And see farming in other places yeah. and how like they that. do it. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I was hoping to go down to Georgia. I really want to see peanuts being harvested. That'd be cool to see. So I want to check that out. Yeah. And yeah, just see they around. Peanuts I think they do, don't they? Not around here. No, not around here. Maybe 205. Day. Oh, okay. season. They're really long. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think they did. No, they don't. Then okay, that makes sense. They must go over that soon. You'll see. Okay, that'd be kind of cool to see, though. Yeah, peanuts and cotton. Yeah, just something different that I've never seen, right? Like yeah. check that out and like, you know, maybe one day we could make it happen here or something. You know? Like, yeah. You know, well, you never know. Like, this takes a little bit of you know things change, and then you, you find a way to grow peanut in hundred days. And you know, what what is the day, day here now? Like, how many days do we have to? Grow? What's our growing season? Well, we'll grow like our longest corn would be like maybe a 115 day corn. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. And then some years that's not enough. Yeah. Last year we had a pretty long growing season. This year, if not, wouldn't be enough. We've got some good heat. I, I'm hoping we're The heat unit showed up, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Like we're typically always over 100 in yeah. Ontario, but. Yeah. Awesome. Like Woodstock, like you guys might have 100 extra heat units and I might Woodstock here. Like, yeah. It's just. It's just where you are. Uh, you guys get yeah. more rain than we do. It's weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I live in, Do- like, we live North Town, right? North Dosenberg. Yeah. I see the rain always go by Woodstock. <laughs> always get rain. Yeah. And I see the rain go by the other way, too. Yeah. And we need rain and never freaking come. Yeah. Like, it's, I swear it always miss. <laughs> like, we see it go by just between the lake and us and then Woodstock. <laughs> it's like we have like this vein where there's nothing. Come from over London, Woodstock. Yeah, London Woodstock. always gets dumped on, too. Oh, always. yeah. It's, it's always raining there. Yeah. Same with snow. Yeah, true. Right in the city where they don't need rain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just complaining about it anyway. They love that. No, so it's um, there's a lot to learn within the farming industry, and it's 
yeah, it is the backbone of our, of our whole county here. And where, where, where's your farm located? Just north of Woodstock. Just north of Woodstock, okay. Did you ever have people that come out to the farm and just take a look around and see what they do? Or I know yeah. there's a lot of farmers that have open houses. Yeah, well, well the pigs, like, buy yeah. out securities a little... Tell you, yeah, you just want yeah. everybody walking through your pig barn. Like, we get chains, shower, boots, like, yeah, that sort of stuff. But, yeah, like, family come out. You know, if some people message me, say, hey, like, want to check the pigs out. It's no problem. I'll take them out. Yeah. Which people don't know. You want to explain biosecurity? Yeah, like, <laughs> so, like, if a pig truck drives down the road and a pig poops on the road and your car tires drive through it, and it might, they might have a different disease. And then you come to our farm, and then we might pick that up. Like, okay. pigs are very sensitive yeah. to diseases. So, like, if I walk through your pig barn, I wouldn't want to come walk through mine right after. Like, Got it. Usually, like, the vets will only go to one pig farm a day. Okay. So, like, if the vet comes to see me in the morning, he'll just go to the office for the rest of the day. He'll only visit one farm every day. Interesting. So yeah. that tie, eh? Yeah. Is yeah, that, it's at the same the same with birds. Yeah. Okay. And chickens and stuff like that. They have a big problem with that too. Like dairy is not as bad. Dairy is not uh, not as high security, but uh, yeah, that's why you see those biosecurity areas when you go into farms. You'll see that, and then like you said, the shower in, shower out, that kind of stuff, and just yeah. just to keep it as clean as possible, keep disease free as possible. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. You share your uh, process of farming on Instagram. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Uh, where, can, where can everyone find you? If you want to follow? You me? can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter too. Okay. Awesome. All below. All the farming stuffs on Twitter. All Kennedy Kaufman. Yeah. All same. Kennedy Kaufman. Across. Same thing. Awesome. Appreciate you being on. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. Thanks guys for listening to podcast number eight of the Canadian Hustlers Show. We'll be back next week.